Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in James 5 and uh, it's the last book in the, or the last chapter in the book. So let's go ahead and go to God in prayer and see what he has to say. Father, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. You bless us when, when I know I don't deserve to be blessed. You're gracious when I haven't earned it, which you, you are incredibly kind. You're the creator of all. And yet you love me and you care about me. So Father, I just thank you. I pray that I would understand your word more effectively. That I would live for you better. And that my heart and my mind and my soul would love you as you deserve. So, Father, I pray as we read and we wrap up James, that you would help us to understand what's important. That you would help us to understand what you want us to know. That it be your wisdom and understanding that we gain. That there be nothing from me, but everything from you. So be with us, Lord, as we read Guide us, open our hearts, our minds, our spirits fully to be receptive to your will. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So here in chapter 5, let's see, we're going to start off with verse 1, of course. Now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one, you, who the innocent one who is not opposing you. So this is, there's a lot that he's pulling from the Old Testament here. He's pulling from Jeremiah. He's pulling from Proverbs. Basically, a lot of elements here where God hates the, the ones who oppress, those who don't pay wages, who are not honest, and take advantage of the poor. And James really does pull from many books, but a lot of it is from Samuel and uh, Proverbs and whatnot. So he's making his point, and he's also his audience again is is the uh, are the poor for the most part, poor and persecuted. Verse seven: Be patient, then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn. And spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance. And have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, 
not by heaven or by earth or anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. So, he points to the to the farmers because in that in that part of the world, they do have two rainy seasons. When they first plant in autumn, it rains. There's a good amount of rain, and then it goes pretty dry. And then in spring, it rains a little bit more, and again, and now that really helps the the wheat and the crops to fully mature. So you have to wait and be patient in order to have your crops truly grow. Again, people are suffering, and he's saying, look, you got to be patient. Just like the farmers, we all know what the outcome is going to be. Even Job suffered, so you have to be patient. And I think about today in our society, we have a lot of suffering going on. A lot of families are being torn apart. A lot of families are facing financial hardship. Someone I know just lost their job today, and it's one of those things that it's very devastating to a family. There's a lot of things going on that are hard and it's a matter of having patience and persevering and trusting in God because he's full of mercy and compassion. Verse 13, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other, so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I think about this part, and it's really, to me, one of the main reasons, and an important reason, why we go to church. And not just go to church and listen to a sermon and bail, sit in the back and then leave. But it's why we go to church is for fellowship, so that when we are sick, when we are struggling, there's people there to lay hands on us and to pray for us. Because again, the prayers of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So you may not be sick, but you may have just lost your job. You may be having struggles with a family member, with a child. The prayers of your church family, those are powerful and effective. Verse 17, Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. So that's that's the end of James. And quite interestingly, or I don't know, however we want to describe it, I don't have anything from Tozer and I don't have anything from Spurgeon that they even went and addressed. So with that, let's just go ahead and it's a quick quick read today and let's go to God in prayer Lord thank you for your word thank you for the book of James the author is very straightforward and very tough at times and that means that these are your words and they're things I need to hear there's been so much there that has challenged me 
And yet, Lord, I feel so much better knowing what you've just told me. So, Lord, I just thank you for the book. I thank you for the reading. And I pray that I would remember them, that I would go through them and understand and remember and apply them to my life. I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done and what you've told us and taught us for the last five, six days. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, so we're going to be going into Romans next. Um, For whatever reason, I've been praying about it and just really feel like Romans is a good book for us, or for me, it's where I'm looking to go. Um, 16 chapters. I am going to wind up taking a break somewhere probably on Wednesday or Thursday. I am doing some traveling for work, and uh, so I'll be... I'll be out, but I'll try to make sure, you know, we get a good foundation of, of a good four or five chapters under us before I um, have to have to take a break. But anyways, hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.